Welcome back for another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be interviewing two first-year students, and they will be talking about their journey and experiences so far in pharmacy school. Our first guest is Rachel Borquist. She is a UF College of Pharmacy PharmD candidate in the class of 2023. She is the upcoming SNAPA President-Elect, FSHP Political Action Committee Chair, the KE Breast and Ovarian Cancer Awareness Chair, and is the mother to her cat, Onyx. Our second guest is Alvin Chen. Alvin is a UF College of Pharmacy PharmD candidate in the class of 2023. He is a brother of Kappa Epsilon and is the KE Kappa Psi Liaison Chair. They will be interviewed today by myself and Joven. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. I'm your host, Joven Mozo, and today I'm here with my good friend and colleague, Sean Harris. Hey guys, I'm Sean. So today we have a very special episode for you guys today. We're joined with uh, two first-year students, and they'll be talking about their first-year experience in pharmacy school so far. So if you guys just give, like a, give like a brief introduction of yourself to our listeners today, um, just kind of go over, like first introduce yourself, and then why did you choose pharmacy school, and then also why did you choose UF? Hi, my name is Alvin. I'm currently a KE brother. So the reason why I chose pharmacy school is ever since I was a kid, my mom got me a molecule kit, like an organic chemistry kit. And from there, I fell in love with science. It wasn't until I went to USF undergrad and went through research at the Moffitt Cancer Center. That's where I fell in love with pharmacy. And so why I chose UF, I just knew I loved UF ever since I was a kid. UF is a really prestigious school with great history and background. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. Um, I'm 22. I'm also a first year student at UF College of Pharmacy. Um, and I'm the upcoming SNAFA, which is a student national pharmaceutical association, um, the upcoming president elect um, for that organization on campus. Um, and to answer that question for me, um, besides being strong in math and science, which I think is kind of a strength that a lot of us share here at the university, for me, it's more of a personal story. My grandfather passed away in 2013, and um, he mainly suffered from rheumatoid arthritis, but he suffered a lot of uh, comorbidities as a result. So um, he was on a whole slew of medications, and they were properly or improperly managed. He just had a hard time dealing with his medications, and I always was there, like paying attention and just being like an observer on the sidelines you know, seeing what was going on with his prescriptions and just trying to be there and help him organize his medications when I was a teenager. So um, it was kind of a surreal experience. And that kind of made me ponder a lot about pharmacy and just a lot of other elderly people have their medications that are mismanaged as well and how I could even contribute to helping them with that. And another thing for me, too, is my study abroad experience in Peru. Just working in a clinic there, being a volunteer, I just saw they had a completely different view on medications in general. They were very afraid of any kind of modern medicine. They resorted to natural remedies like the tea that they have and very like holistic approaches. So I thought that kind of intrigued my interest in pharmacy. Thank you for sharing. Um, I would say for myself, I definitely had a similar story. Uh, with my aunt, that's the reason why I wanted to be a pharmacist. Same thing, like mismanaging medications and her hospital stay really affected me, so that was my inspiration. I don't know about you, Sean. Uh, my inspiration kind of took place, I mean, my whole life it was kind of, there was a doctor, that was my family medicine doctor, 
that was just such an upstanding guy. Like you, if you actually got sick, you weren't afraid to see this guy because he was just so like personable mm-hmm. and you just loved him. Mm-hmm. So that right there kind of really made me just fall in love with medicine in general. And then as I kind of went through undergrad, I just wanted to learn about more like how medications affected the body and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that like intrigue really just brought me to pharmacy and where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. So for our next question, what were your thoughts about pharmacy school and how have they changed? So for me, pharmacy school. The main thing is definitely the class dynamic, which is, you know, the team-based learning aspect, which is very unique to the university. When I met my team in Gainesville in orientation, my first thought was, okay, this is going to be a disaster. They know this. This story is really funny. We joke about it all the time. Um, I had no idea that I was going to be this close with my team as I am now. And that's such a great experience for me because I don't know what I would do without my team and just having a group of people that, you know, were randomly assigned to you, but it ends up all working out. And I think every team has their own. We all kind of go through that. Yeah. 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 It's like everyone has their own, you know, every team is different, but they all end up working out. So, yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful for that. I'm just really grateful to have this kind of team, like team-based learning. I think it's, it helps me a lot with the coursework and just kind of, at least when you're starting and you're, your first year, I think it's just definitely decreased the amount of overwhelming feelings that you have. It's because I know for me, and I shared this before, it was a bit of a culture shock. Right. Because I'm so used to going to these big 200 people, 300 plus classroom sizes where I don't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I just go in, not even dressing professional, right. take my notes and go home. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, we have assignments that we're doing in class. We're interacting with one another. It's almost impossible for you to not communicate with someone mm-hmm. while you're in these team-based learnings. Mm-hmm. And it's also very helpful at times. You know, you learn different study habits, different ways to um, kind of tweak the way you think about things and how you look at certain disease states and topics to improve your own learning. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's great. I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I think there's also a huge stigma that I had in high school and undergrad about teams just because there's always that one person that did all the work. and. It was kind of a huge shock when I got here and everyone was kind of like of the same caliber. So we all, I feel like we were all that one person in those teams that like (laughs) did all the work. So now it's, you know, we like all share it evenly and that's also been like a benefit of it. Definitely. Alvin, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share? Honestly, I can really relate to what Rachel said. It's pretty much adjusting to the classroom setting because coming from USF where we're used to having over 300 students in the classroom now to having maybe 70 individuals in one small class setting so that was a little bit adjusting to and one thing that really caught me off guard with pharmacy I honestly thought pharmacy school was all about learning drugs I didn't know we would be learning a lot more than just that we're focusing a lot on the law um, pharmacogenomics a lot of different topics so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, that's true so yeah so thank you guys for your answer so for our next question it's kind of geared for maybe some of our listeners that may be like starting pharmacy school like in the future so what are some things you wish you would have known before you became a pharmacy student, before like you started school? For me, I didn't realize how big a part organizations play on campus. And when I was a first year student, just starting, I remember my first week of school, I was like, I don't know what these organizations are. I was very overwhelmed. And, you know, getting that brief introduction at student work fair kind of helped and just kind of like getting to talk to the current students. but. I feel like I was part of the the generation, I guess it's like a weird word, but just the group of people that joined like all the organizations and I was like, oh, like I want to do this and do mm-hmm. that. 
And then... There's always a couple of those in every class. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of... I wouldn't say controversial, but it's like, oh, like, you know, you should only be involved in ones that you're passionate about, but then it's like you're just starting out in school and you want to get a taste of everything, so... And you don't know what you're, you'll be passionate about in right. a few years. Things can change, so it's mm-hmm. always... It's better to learn about everything than to learn about just one thing, in my opinion. So if it's something that you have a minor intrigue in, I would say definitely do it. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Right. This These organizations are here for a reason. They're mm-hmm. to introduce you to what's going on in these career paths. And if you don't take this opportunity now, when will you take it? Because right. further on down the line, it's you probably set in your ways with whatever career you want to do. It might be a bit harder to switch to something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, take the opportunity now. This is one of the reasons why we have so many student organizations. So I, I think you're doing the right thing. I don't do it, but you're doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go ahead and do the next question? Right. Yes. So for our next question, Alvin, is there any subject matter or topics that you learned about from this curriculum that you're interested in or don't like? Um, so far, the topic that really interests me is the topic of pharmacogenomics, where uh, you can tailor a patient's medication therapy based off their genetics and ultimately benefit them. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. And I think, you know, taking that and being like, we're learning how to be the advocate for the patient. And because we know about this research and we know about the genetics and we know about how these different enzymes are affecting drug metabolism and how that creates adverse side effects for patients, like that kind of goes back to my reason for choosing pharmacy is like my grandpa had these medications and he had he was taking medications to help side effects and then those side effects he was taking medications. So it's like this endless cycle, mm-hmm. excuse me, this endless cycle. So I just feel that this is huge for us, just pharmacogenomics and just trying to push that on so many more patients and trying to get, just getting that out there and trying to be the advocate for for just pharmacogenomics in general, just trying to push it. No, yeah, I agree with both of you guys. It's yeah. such an up and coming area and I- Really, if we get a lot of like research and things and we can find out more about that area, there's mm-hmm. definitely some revolutions in medicine that could definitely be done. Yeah, and just another thing is also like the reason why I guess a lot of people stray away from it is because it's so expensive to do because genetic oh, testing yeah. is very, very expensive. Yeah. Um, so I know that is kind of a flaw, but you know, as we're advancing in modern technology I think that you know it's definitely going to be feasible in the future it's it's interesting you say that because I was actually talking to one of your classmates about that I Mm -hmm. won't name drop her (laughs) but uh we were it was it was a good debate and she felt it would never be as far as finances not be able to be given to the general population so Mm -hmm. because you know if you look at the statistics in America regarding like um middle middle income Mm -hmm households and stuff like that in the low income versus the high like just proportions of people they would never do it so just asking you directly do you mm-hmm. feel that pharmacogenomics would become a thing more common for the middle um income households and also lower income households yeah i think well definitely like in, in one of our classes um i can't remember which one i know it was dr sicily that talked about it um it's like 23 and me and like those yeah, at home uh, testing kits i, I feel like i haven't done it but i haven't I, done it either but i have it. <laughs> i'm kind of like see it's like to me it's like you know there's all those conspiracies about it mm. or whatever but like just you know straight facts about it like that could be like a lot of people are interested in that yeah. you know finding out where their ancestry is from so if we could kind of use that kind of same outlet or tool something where Mm -hmm. it's 
relatable to a lot of patients who maybe have low health literacy, you know, just taking a test, you know, they're like, oh, cool. Like my DNA is going to tell me a lot about me. I think if we turn it into something where it's a little bit more cost effective, but it still can be, you know, used for for medicinal purposes and pharmacogenomics, I think that could be something to look into. Yeah, I think I think it's so interesting because like your genetic information that like your genetic makeup could be something that just becomes like the standard in medicine. You know? Right. You could be like you go to your doc's office yeah. like when you're a kid and they boom, you know, like everything. It's part of your lab yeah. values, yeah. like you that's, know. Yeah, that's something that was like 2014 or 2016. I had an internship in South Carolina, and that's what one of the um, one of the scientists said because he he does pharmacogenomics, and he was mm-hmm. like our goal is to have this be literally like a health card. Like there's just a card mm-hmm. where it just says your genomic makeup and you just look at that and that's how you decide your medication. And I thought that was like super that's interesting. So that's so interesting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like, he was saying that that's the goal. Like, yeah. But I don't know if it'll ever be affordable. Mm-hmm. I think it could possibly be. Yeah, if there's a way to like get it into insurance or something, you know, because then that's going to save them so much more money. If you're trying out all these medications on your formulary and all these things aren't working, like think about how much money that could save if you just had a health card and they're like, oh, like based on your 2D6 enzyme with codeine, like you wouldn't metabolize codeine as well. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. take this. You should take this one instead. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love this topic, I feel like we can make a whole pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 like, legit, legit. Like, a whole debate. I, whether it's like, like, while we were talking this, I was like, you know what? We might have to do it. <laughs> we might have to do a pharmacogenomics pot. All right. <sighs> yeah, so let me just like hop back. So what would you say is your biggest challenge so far in pharmacy school? So for me, the biggest challenge for pharmacy school was adjusting to the new area and the new setting because I'm from Tampa originally where everything was close-knit. Everything was close. So you only had to travel five, ten minutes to get to where you need to. Whereas now I'm in Orlando, it takes roughly, give or take, 30 minutes just for me to get from one place to another. And another adjustment was probably getting used to the small classroom setting coming from a major undergrad university. It was a big shock to go from, like I said, 300, having 300 individuals in the classroom to having only 70 in one tiny classroom. Yeah, I kind of took this question in a different way. Um, for me, it kind of, uh, it's, I kind of took this as how to, like, I just find it really challenging when people ask me, oh, what career path do you want to choose in pharmacy? There's so many options. And my biggest thing was um, I'm actually a CVS pharmacy intern, but I worked as a technician for just over a year before starting school. My retail pharmacist there, he was always saying, oh, like you shouldn't choose pharmacy. There's like no jobs. The jobs are, there's saturation. And I'm like, but I love pharmacy. And I think there's a lot of upcoming jobs with new technology, like we were saying before, like there's a lot of opportunities for us. And then the conversation would just fizzle out. And it's like kind of awkward. You're like, we just kind of disagree on that. And then, you know, my every retail pharmacist I work with has made a comment about it. And then also my career coach too, like I kind of feel pressured. I'm like, I don't know what to tell him every semester when we have to meet. I'm like, we've met twice so far. And I, he's like, Oh, you know, what are you thinking about like doing in pharmacy? And I'm like, I still have no idea. Like it's a lot of pressure, you know, like I feel like I don't, I still don't know what I want to do. So that's kind of like my biggest challenge. I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Even being a third year student, it's, it's so hard to decide within three years mm-hmm. what you want to do for the rest of your life right that's like that's what like, i'm wrapping my head around yeah, is yeah. i have three years it's like a, a deadline and, and that's why i think what you mentioned earlier being the type of person that joins all the different orgs you can see so many different things mm-hmm. and that helps you kind of figure out what you like and don't like mm-hmm. my career coach told me to make a list 
of all your pharmacy experiences and everything you like and don't like about those experiences. And that's how you should base your decision. So trying to find a career path that has all the things you like on it. And it might have some of the things that you don't like, that's fine. But as long as it has majority of the things that you like, and if not, can it be, for example, industry, can it be something where maybe you can move around in to something mm -hmm. else that you also have mm -hmm. on your like list? Yeah. Whereas if it doesn't have all of it, you could be starting here and then switch to this this field versus you happen to like community and hospital. Now that's a whole other story. That's mm -hmm. kind of hard to switch between the two. Right. So it's like you kind of have to really make a decision. But there's some fields that are kind of open. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to make that list and kind of figure out where you would like to go. So that's something I, I would recommend. Yeah, that's actually really good advice. I never mm -hmm. thought about making a list because I feel like that would help narrow it down a little bit and just mm -hmm. kind of keep track about things that you like because in all these classes, you're learning so many different things and yeah. you kind of forget what you learned in last semester. I know if I've already forgotten like <laughs> some of the stuff yeah. Yeah. from like PPH or, you know, so I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, it's kind of a big challenge, too. I mean, I always thought I loved, like, hospital pharmacy, but I also work at CVS, and the more I work mm -hmm. at CVS, I just, like, continue relationship with my patients. Like, right. Like, that bond yeah. is just something mm -hmm. that's, I don't know, I feel like no matter what, you just gotta, like, figure out, like, what makes you the happiest, and mm -hmm. for me right now, like, I think it's just pharmacy, so I kind of <laughs> just have to figure out, like, yeah. where life takes me. So, kind of just going on, how that was your biggest challenge, I'm mm -hmm. kind of gonna put you guys on the spot right now and kind of, like, ask you that question now. So there's a lot of different career paths to choose from in pharmacy. Is there any specific areas that currently interest you? And if so, like what kind of excites you about them? So for me, um, I am, I, like I said, I'm a technician or I was a technician. Now I'm an intern at CVS. And I, I agree with you in terms of, you know, like I had my patients' names, date of births memorized because I just knew them, you know, I would just see them all the time, especially like the elderly patients, just because they would come in a little bit more often because they're taking more medications. But I guess... I don't know if I want to completely take retail pharmacy off of my list because I do see a lot of positive benefits of working retail. I guess another field I'm kind of interested in would be compounding. I think it's cool to be, you know, mixing different medications and learning more about that. Yeah. So for me, I haven't really had like a set field in pharmacy I'm looking into, but there are different fields that interest me. Um, I do like research and I'm also very interested in the whole compounding aspect. All right, guys. So for our next question, in your opinion, what has been the biggest highlight in pharmacy school so far for you? For me, um, it's definitely being elected as the upcoming president-elect for SNAFA. Um, thank you. Congrats, congrats, congrats. <laughs> thank you, guys. I know it's a really big honor, and I'm really excited to come into this position. I have two amazing role models who are current second-year students, um, Janai Bell and Katie Lawrence. They've been instrumental in trying to help me, you know, learn different parts of the position and a little bit more on just being a president in general. I was always the type of person in high school or undergrad that I never saw myself as being president. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll just do like be a director of something or just be like secretary or just do something that isn't president. And mm -hmm. they were, you know, very encouraging and very supportive of me trying to step into a, a much bigger role. And I really appreciate them for that. And I'm kind of excited. It's a big step out of my comfort zone, but I feel like that's another thing. And pharmacy school is just what I've learned is you just have to step out of your comfort zone, just take a leap of faith and just do it. You can't even think yeah. twice about it. And I have I think it's been beneficial to me. Yeah. So going off what Rachel said, um, the highlight for me at pharmacy school is honestly meeting all these new amazing people and faculty. 
Like, I really love my team. We got we work together so well. We get everything done. And honestly, the people here are just great. Like, everyone's really respectful, mm-hmm. kind to each other. And the mm-hmm. faculty, really helpful. Everyone's willing to help you, give lend a hand. And it's honestly, a family environment here. Honestly, right. it really is. And, like, mm-hmm. you have done a really great job of fostering that environment. And and honestly, I look up to some upperclassmen like you two, Sean and Joe. Like, you guys are, like, are my role models. And Appreciate every that. time I have any Thanks kind of advice or question regarding school or leadership, opportunities i always call you guys first or like you guys are the mm-hmm. first ones i go to like, like you guys are like the example of the bar that i set and i try to inspire myself to achieve that and exceed yeah. that and i appreciate that i i truly do and just thinking about what both of you both of you guys said makes me replay back how i felt coming in and that's something that i didn't even think about to mention as far as how this curriculum is structured that's something where you know, having the upperclassmen, the brotherhood that, mm-hmm. that they've shown and the advice and the knowledge they've given us, I could look back being a first year student, look at the three PDs and the two PDs and see how much they've impacted me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just to name a few, hopefully I don't, I don't forget nobody and they, they don't get at me. But like, <laughs> like with, with Jeff and Brandon, just starting off with them, um, you know, going Randy, Greg, Ashley, you know, uh, definitely Christina Marlowe, definitely Maddie. Definitely, um, Raf too, Stephen Bueno, just just to name a few, and it's, you know, those were people that empowered me to mm-hmm. to help me get out of my comfort zone and not to be scared to do some of these challenges, to join different orgs, even be on the podcast to do this with with you people, mm-hmm. and that's something like that's an incredible, incredible family atmosphere. It's it's great to be around people that just want to see you be successful, and I think that's just super, super awesome about um, something that I learned my first year, and I'm glad that you guys are experiencing that, and you guys. Both mm-hmm. have role models that have been showing that to you, and because I'm sure if if you talk to Katie and Janai, mm-hmm. they probably had people too yeah. that made them feel that way. So mm-hmm. it's like it's great to know that it's being passed on. Yeah, it's definitely a kind of unique situation because this we all know that this field is so competitive. Yeah. But as students and having this kind of family bond, it's like we're all supporting each other in these different opportunities and internships that come our way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's very it's hard to wrap your head around because yeah. it's like, oh, like you're my competition. But at the same time, it's like, I love you and I want the <laughs> yeah, best yeah. for you. So it's like, yeah. 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 I mean, that's one of the misconceptions I had, like in pharmacy mm-hmm. school, I was like, you know what? Every exam, I'm going to do better than everybody. Like, I was so competitive. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, I was like, you know what? This is just all about support. Like I want to just see everybody succeed. Right. And like together, like mm-hmm. all these opportunities, we're all just going to succeed together. You know, mm-hmm. like why am I going to grow away from somebody when we're all can just like grow together and right. grow higher, you know? Yeah. So I just want to also say, if you're an upperclassman and uh, you didn't get name drop, you know, we still love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you guys definitely you. You know, paved the mm-hmm. way for us. Yeah. Hillary, I love you. I, I say <laughs> but I love you, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of going off of that, is there any advice that has been given to you in pharmacy school that has sort of helped you throughout this school year? Yeah. So for me, my advice, it's more of a general advice. Um, I strongly recommend surrounding yourself with individuals that will bring you up um because as you're going throughout pharmacy school there are times where it's going to get really 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 tough and you're going to want a really strong social support network Mm -hmm. you want these people to help bring you up not bring you down because at the end of the day you want to improve yourself as an individual and you the way you can improve is by who you surround yourself with because Mm -hmm. people you surround yourself with are people you're going to grow with Mm -hmm. yeah and definitely to build on that um for me, I've always struggled with, I've always been kind of like shy and introverted, which you wouldn't expect because I feel like different people in pharmacy school, like you're making weird faces right now because you're like, <laughs> <Are> you're, <we? laughs> you're like, oh, you're not, <laughs> you're like,
like, you're not an introvert. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're familiar face on campus. And I know it's kind of hard to believe, but in high school and even in undergrad, I was so shy and I was like, I would never reach out and talk to people. And now I've almost done like a complete 180 and it's like, I'm reaching out to all these people and I'm not afraid to do it either. And I think that's kind of being in this environment has fostered that, I guess even it's like building relationships with your classmates and for me also what's huge is like in undergrad I was always like the professor talking to them was like scary and forbidden like you never wanted to like go up to them and the people that did they were like oh my god what are they talking about but for example one of my biggest role models here on campus is Dr. Joshua Pulo. I've I feel like in our lab like we've really connected and I hope he listens to this but (laughs) because he knows like I just feel like we have I just really look up to him and Mm -hmm. whenever like the way he explains things in class like Mm -hmm. they just click with me and I I feel like I'm able to remember a lot of what he says and how to counsel patients that's really hard for me because I don't want to mess up and he's so good (laughs) about saying things the right way so He's a great inspiration for sure. Definitely. I think we all, like, as a first-year student, that's mm-hmm. the first person you connect with because yeah. that's the person you see every week. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, for those of you listening that don't know, in our curriculum, we have something called Skills Lab, and it's on Mondays in your first year, and you have the same professor for your Skills Lab, whereas in your courses, you could have different teachers teaching a course. And a course could be for a couple weeks, it could be for a month or, or six six weeks, something like that. So. Mm-hmm. That will always change, but to have that consistent face that you see every mm-hmm. week and, you know, and someone that really cares about you because he'll, he'll, he'll pull you aside to talk to you just yeah. so you know if you're doing all right and mm-hmm. things like that. So, and that's just that family environment. It, it feels great. To be honest yeah. Right, and honestly. I have the 830 a.m. lab and oh, on a Monday uh, morning. Yeah. yeah so seeing his face just automatically know. gives my week like a, a head start. I'm like, he does his motivational Monday. Like we talk <laughs> about it. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's amazing. It's just yeah. enlightening. And it's like. It's cool that a professor, I wouldn't expect a professor to be like that. And coming here and seeing his face, he was the first class I ever had. Yeah. And seeing his yeah. face, like that just set the example of what of a lot of professors are like him too. But mm-hmm. just seeing him and how refreshing it is, it's been a really good experience. Definitely. And I can say this, probably speaking for everybody, but we honestly, all the One PDs, we honestly look forward to lab and seeing yeah. Dr. Poo. Like mm-hmm. he, like we can count on him to like, right in our day and like yeah. bring us up like that man like he's just a walking positive spirit mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the people are like you find like whether they're faculty or students just people that carry themselves with just like such positivity and enthusiasm like really makes them somebody like look up to and somebody mm-hmm. that kind of just like you said brightens your day so mm-hmm. definitely and so for our last question now that your first year is almost over is there anything you're going to change or work on in regards to how you approach this upcoming year um, I know, well, I've heard rumors that at the start of second year, which is what we're about to face, is we have a class called um, <laughs> Med Micro. Yes. And yeah. I know they actually open up the class like a week before school starts so that we can get a head start on it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do that. I know. <laughs> I'm sure we plan, I'm sure we plan <laughs> yeah. on it. I've heard, <laughs> yeah, I've heard the horror stories. So, yeah, I know I'm taking mental notes on that. But um, I guess just finding ways to maintain my motivation and reading material and keeping up with lectures. Um, it is really draining being in this bigger or yeah, rigorous program. Um, so just staying motivated and staying positive and, you know, keeping your end goal in mind. Um, That's probably the, the biggest challenge I would say for us. Yeah. Like if, if you were to flip that, that mm-hmm. early question with us is, 
to have that same enthusiasm you had when you first came in. Yeah. Just because there's so many different factors going mm-hmm. on. You're thinking about so many different things. You got rotations, you got jobs. And like regular got, life yeah, going regular on too. Life. You know, the coronavirus is going on right now, mm-hmm. depending on when you when you listen to this. But yeah. So it's just like so many things are changing around you and mm-hmm. impacting you. And then you still have school, which is not changing at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exactly. it's like and it's it's, it's a lot and it mm-hmm. could be it could be tough sometimes, but that's that's why you have, you know, like the, the family environment here and stuff right. like that to help you get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, how I changed my approach for second year is honestly go off Rachel said it's probably planning ahead in time knowing what's coming up that way i'm aware of it that way when that week comes i'm not in shock like oh my god i have 20 lectures to catch up on all these assignments all these different things to do but basically just planning ahead so so i have a better understanding of what my future is what's going to happen in my future and knowing what to do ahead of time any of y'all study habits changed at all Yes, I fear. <laughs> yeah, for me, I fear what worked best for me. I realized that for me, I study better in the morning. Like I cannot study at night. At nighttime, my brain just naturally mm-hmm. starts, starts starts shutting down. Where it, it gets to the point where like I'm just reading words off a page, mm-hmm. and it, at that point, I'm not absorbing anything. It's better mm-hmm. for me just to go to bed, wake up at like four in the morning, and just start studying again. That's yeah. why I realized it's worked best for me. What about you, Rachel? Yeah, um, I've. Between now and undergrad, I feel like I've changed a lot about myself personally to where I've made better habits. So I'd say in undergrad, I was a typical college student where I didn't really have my life together. And um, I guess just being like kind of lazy. What? That's not you. <laughs> I mean, in, under- <laughs> in undergrad. Okay, this is a lot. It's like, you know, You've that had was... a lot of growth. So I know. Yeah, I'll you for that. I really... <laughs> In undergrad, like you guys don't you if you saw me in undergrad, you'd see a completely different person, I'm telling you. Like I've I feel like I've just grown so much this year. Mm-hmm. An important part of that is keeping like just being healthy in general. Like I started working out consistently all the time, incorporating that into my day. That gives me a lot more energy to like stay, you know, focused on the material, um, knowing that I've already accomplished something in the morning and then, you know, that motivating me to get through my stuff throughout the day, just being more organized in general. I'm kind of like you. I study during the day as well. I like to go to bed pretty early. Um, I just know I can't, I like to relax at night. So it's like, I can't focus yeah, on, on schoolwork at night. So it's that's like, good. I know I need to have, get everything done in the day then yeah. I can relax at night. Yeah, yeah. night time is me time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's my morning. It's like I, I like to wake up, mm-hmm. enjoy the day, take you know, some nice deep breaths, mm-hmm. maybe read something motivational. Mm-hmm. Like I like to prepare myself for the challenging day that's about to occur. Right. So that's why it's like I, I like to do like study and stuff like that at night rather than mm-hmm. than in the morning. But everybody's different. Yeah. So I'm um, kind of going off this question. Joven, we got we have rotations next year. Is there anything you're going to change or work on in regards <laughs> to how you approach your uh, appies next year? I think it, it'll depend on the schedule I get. You know, you have to reach out to your preceptors. You have to figure out what they want from you, like their hours. Right now, I work out in the morning, but based off their hours, maybe I'll be working out at night. So I think it's just, for me, it's going to be a change in probably sleep time um, and a change in, in working out and... That's about it. That's the only change I really see. Still going to prepare the same way that I would for class. Going to make sure I study for whatever topics that are coming up. Like, I, I believe I have community rotation first. So, like, I'll be preparing for that in May, you know, like a little bit before. So, just to make sure to go over everything for self care, that's important. So, 
just look at it as it's a class and you know just be ready to work just just like i do every day what about you sean Ooh, passing it back to me yeah um i don't know it's a really hard question um i really think something that i need to work on is i mean i, I feel like i'm a really proactive person but for me i feel like i multitask way too much and i was kind of reading some things that are kind of actually saying like it's better to just focus on one thing and give it your all and get it done out of the way like to like prioritize it first so i'm kind of thinking about maybe adjusting my approach to appies and kind of just doing one thing the best that i can and then move on to the next thing rather than like juggling because i really want to give a positive impression and do everything a hundred percent rather than give 50 percent to a bunch of different things mm -hmm. yeah yeah I have, I have that mentality i like mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. Focus on one task, and then when I'm done with that, it's the next one. I don't, I don't like doing like juggling too much. Mm -hmm. That's just me personally. I learned that really early in life, and this is really unrelated to pharmacy, but in That's sports, fun. like when I was in high school, I was in like ten different sports, like cross country, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, and I actually, I just realized really early on that why distribute yourself in so many different things when you can pick one that you love and just excel in it. And that's like why I chose lacrosse and I ended up sticking with that. And that was the only sport I played and I loved it. I love being able to just put all my effort into one thing and just like be the best at that. Alvin, any, any sports? I did a cross country and also did track and field in high school. Like Robert mm -hmm. just said, I pretty much, I found out I was good at, running so i was like you know what if that's the best thing i can do why not just stick to it and mm -hmm. do the best i can out of it give it my all yeah i agree with that mm -hmm. and um in closing do y'all have any questions for us i do yes uh, we do <laughs> i thought <laughs> about goes this first. sean goes first right you go it's first? actually to both of you um yeah. so <laughs> it's like you're kind of at the end of your third year and you're about to start your fourth year which you just talked about mm -hmm. um at any point in school, you know, it could have been your first, second, you know, third year. Did you, did you feel like you had like an epiphany or something from a class that's like, this is what I want to do in pharmacy? Because I'm really curious about when that moment will be like, oh, this is how I know what I want to do in pharmacy. Like, I don't know. Like you guys, aha moment? Yeah. Like, do you guys feel like you had a class or like a certain work experience that you were like, I really like this and this is what I want to do, like what my career in? I would say there's some classes that are more clinical, like patient care based that mm -hmm. kind of sort of like made me more interested to see what like hospital, more clinical, I guess, aspects can provide. Mm -hmm. But I would say for me, the really, ex it was more experience based through my summer rotation second year when I was in the hospital mm -hmm. and I rotated around so many different preceptors and I saw what they did on a daily basis and I pretty much walked in even though I was a hippie student so like the mm -hmm. hospital I wasn't actually like a resident or like wasn't like my happy rotation or anything mm -hmm. but I would always tell every single preceptor I was like hey treat this like I'm a resident treat me like I'm an happy student and they really like wanted my input on things. They had me like research guidelines. They had me look at journals and they're like, what are your opinion on this? Or like, here's this. In an yeah. hour, I want you to like, explain to me what you just read. So mm -hmm. I felt like that kind of really made me grow as a person. And I realized that I just love being involved in all these like, different recommendations you have, mm -hmm. different consults you have in the hospital. So it kind of really sparked. Currently right now, I'm really more motivated to do critical care mm -hmm. or like infectious diseases and things like that. But Time will only tell. I have rotations coming up next year, so mm -hmm. we'll see where I'm at. But that was kind of like that moment for me where I kind of got to experience it hands-on, and it was like, I really enjoy this stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
to answer your question directly, I still haven't had that aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I ever will. But what I will say is that, like I touched upon earlier about having a list, I know that there's things that I do like and things that I don't like. Yeah. And as long as I have the things that I like to do, I will be happy. Mm -hmm. So some people need something that they love to do. You know, they want to be the most passionate person. You, and you can spot those people in a room. Like, right. You know, they stick out like a sore thumb. Right. But as far as me, as long as I like what I'm doing, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So it's just figuring out which which niche that I want to be in and, and it that involves all the things that I like and I'll be happy. So I don't know if I'll ever have that aha moment because I feel like that's something some people mm -hmm. actually search for. Mm -hmm. That might be a little bit deep, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm like I personally don't search for that. Mm -hmm. But I will say definitely, and this is something that the upperclassmen told me mm -hmm. was once you go on your tippy and hippie, that kind of just it gives you things where it's just like okay, I like this or I don't like this aspect about this profession. Mm -hmm. And even though you don't like it, because there's no matter what, there's going to be something you don't like about right. your job. There's going to be something you don't like about mm -hmm. your day, whatever the case may be. But can you tolerate this thing that you don't like? Yeah. And if you can, that's and that's how you know that's something that you're going to do. Mm -hmm. But maybe for one of one of you guys, you'll have that aha moment, and that'll be great, you know. Mm -hmm. And and you know, once you have it, that means you know this is for you. So that's yeah. great. And you know, you dive into that. But it'll come with rotations, your kippies and hippies. If you do internships, that's also a key thing. I think yeah. um, once again, student orgs. That's a great way to expose mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. to things. And even if you can't get into an internship into that field or something, maybe you can shadow a pharmacist that's doing that and that organization kind of opened the avenue for you to communicate with this person and now you build a relationship right. and now you're shadowing them and you're learning what they do on a day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. and you can evaluate whether or not that's something you would like to do. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 my advice. I say, like I said before, to directly answer your question, like, I haven't had it. Mm -hmm. But maybe I will. We don't know. Just stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. And Sean, you talked a little bit in, when you answered my question um, about you know, when you're on your hippie and you're just like a, your pharmacist was like, oh, read this document and tell me what you learned in an hour. Like and an experience similar to that. Were you very nervous? Because I feel like I would be very nervous and under a lot of pressure to make sure I said the right thing. Or is it more of like a learning experience? So for me, it's kind of all on perspective, right? Because for me, I'm asking these questions. I'm asking to get challenged because I want to grow, right? I want to improve. These are skills that are going to help me in the future right? right so i really take it as not kind of being afraid of what this person has to tell me in sort of feedback mm -hmm. like this person's intention like they're giving this assignment because they want to test me they want right. me to grow right? right they want me to become a better pharmacy student mm -hmm. right so i really take it as there is nothing to be afraid of no matter what i get if i bomb it or something he's going to give me feedback where i can grow right next time i have to do that i'm going to be even better or if he tells me like this was great mm -hmm. but you can improve on this nobody is really set out in this profession to destroy you it's really just like a, a community approach where everybody is just really trying to help you and see you follow through like especially on rotations mm -hmm. but i feel like if you take that active approach and show whoever you're precepting that like hey i want to learn like i don't want to just sit back and watch mm -hmm. i want to i want to sit there i want to be challenged mm -hmm. i want to get brain food from you i want to grow yeah. as a person yeah that's really reassuring because um i guess to us like hospital is so kind of like taboo right now like there are people who have internships right now and they're getting that experience and i recently just applied for one at ormc 
So, you know, just trying to get my foot in the door and trying to like get those experiences. But it just kind of all seems kind of scary. So it's kind of nice to hear you say like, oh, everyone wants the best for you because if you make a mistake, you're not going to be, you know, blamed or you're not going to like lose your job or something like they're all kind of watching out for you too. And and another thing is it may not seem that way Mm -hmm. because some of them are very monotone. So it may not seem that way, Mm -hmm. but you just have to have that you have to know in the back of your mind at the same time they understand your knowledge level okay. they understand you are a kippy or a hippie student mm-hmm. they know you still have so much like you have so much room to grow mm-hmm. they just want to see are you willing to work yeah and it's it's i feel it's the philosophy you can bend but don't break you know so there's gonna be times where it's gonna be challenging and you can feel like oh maybe they're attacking me but just try to remember at the same time like no they're just doing this to help me be better at what right. I do and to educate me mm-hmm. and take this as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And teachers will talk about this all the time if you ask them. The things that they learn the most from are their failures. Mm-hmm. As humans, I feel we just learn so much. Like I, I always remember the stuff that I missed yeah. on the exam. Right. Stuff I guess right, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that I miss, I don't, like I'm not missing this. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to make that mistake again. Right. Whether it's with a patient or on like the final exam or something right. like that. Like, so you just learn a lot from your failures and just You'll you'll notice this when you go to a hospital that some of the mm-hmm. pharmacists can be a bit monotone mm-hmm. and a bit like straight face and you might feel like they're attacking you, but you just got to remember that they're not. They're just trying to help you out. Right. They just like it could be it could seem that way. But at the same time, why would they be a preceptor? Mm-hmm. If they didn't That's want true. to deal with people, they right. wouldn't have chosen to be a preceptor. Right. They chose that for a reason. So that's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these people aren't that bad because you'll hear some people and we'll talk about this off air, <laughs> but you'll hear some like <laughs> preceptors that like, you know, like people try to avoid or this, that, but right. it's like, they're just trying to challenge you to mm-hmm. see what you're made of. And are you willing to work hard? Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to push pharmacy forward? Because this is something that they chose to be their career and they're passionate about. And they want to make sure you're in it for the right reasons too. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I would say to look at that. And then Alvin, did you have a question for us? Yeah. So my question for you guys is since you guys are three PDs, you guys are almost out of pharmacy school. Yeah. Out of your three years here, what would you guys change? Any, anything you would change? Looking back? Yeah, looking back. That's a good question. Um, yeah, yeah follow my own advice that I gave to y'all, uh, which would be <laughs> to, to do everything. Because I was a bit shy. So uh, I don't want to say shy, maybe a bit. You shy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if shy is <laughs> like the right word. Maybe a bit reserved about certain things. I think just being scared of failure. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not, but there were certain positions I wish I would have ran for. Yeah. Um, as far as elections and just mm-hmm. being public speaking, being afraid of that, letting mm-hmm. that get into my head. Yeah. And not, like I said, exploring all the different orgs because it's more than just whether or not, even if you like the org, you might be able to meet pharmacists in there that can mm-hmm. be a mentor towards you. And you may not want anything to do with their career path. Like some of my mentors, I don't want to do the career path, but yeah. I just love them as people and they mm-hmm. give great advice. And they connect me with people they know mm-hmm. that are in the career path that I'm interested in. Because you never know who they know. Right. That's another thing people don't think about. So definitely to to do to be more involved in orgs and probably run for elections, I would I would like to have a couple more accolades to the name, I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. Looking back about you, Sean. Um yeah, so I feel like I would definitely change sort of my mentality. All I really cared about was my grades. And mm-hmm. I kinda had this like me versus the world mentality. Where I was like, you know what? I'm going to do better on the test than everybody. I'm going to do better on the quiz than everybody. I am going to basically run against you in a selection. I'm going to beat you. Like, this is what I wanted, right? But then that kind of didn't really get me anywhere. And so I kind of 
I kind of, I guess I was like shy. I sort of like hesitated to like get involved in knowing my faculty, getting involved in certain organizations. And mm-hmm. then my sort of mindset kind of changed as I got to know more students and sort of come out of my shell more. Yeah. And I kind of feel like now it's my third year, I'm looking back and I'm like, gosh, I volunteered for so many things. I've led so many different events now. People come up to me and they ask me like, hey, can you help me with this speaking panel? If you helped yeah, you yeah, asked yeah, me yeah. one time and I helped you out. It's so like those experiences, because I came out of my shell and I sort of got this competitive approach out of my head and like, you know what? We're a community. We're going to help each other. Like we're building each other so we can all have this successful future. Mm-hmm. It kind of really just set a different tone in my life. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like just being by myself and trying to take the world on was not a right mindset. Mm-hmm. And now I'm more like, you know what? Me and this community and this foundation that I built for myself are now going to take on the world together. And mm-hmm. then if, I, if I'm unsuccessful in something, I now have this huge support group of people to fall on, resources I can talk to. Like I wasn't utilizing like the great faculty we have on campus. Yeah. Like Jovan was saying, like, even if there's a faculty member, like maybe like you're not interested in their career path, mm-hmm. if you build a relationship with them, pharmacy is a small world. No, it is. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll even, <laughs> I met with my faculty advisor, Dr. Vandervoort, and we were talking about industry, and then she talked to Dr. Miller about it. And Dr. Miller's best friend is like, I think one of like the top salesperson for Novartis. And she connected me to her. So mm-hmm. it's like out of wow. nowhere. Like I yeah. wasn't expecting this random mm-hmm. conversation with Dr. V mm-hmm. to spark into Dr. Right. Miller connected me with this pharmacist that works for Novartis. And then mm-hmm. we talked on the phone for like an hour. And she's just giving me like great advice. And she's like, oh, always feel free to reach out. Like Dr. Miller's my best friend. Like if you ever need anything, she likes you. <laughs> I like you. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, that's cool. <laughs> so it's, you never know where things can go. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. definitely being more vocal, being outgoing more mm-hmm. and stuff like that like don't don't be afraid to to mm-hmm. interact with people and talk to people about um pharmacy and even life because sometimes with some of these people it was just conversations about life yeah. that we had mm-hmm. and they're like oh he's a cool person and mm-hmm. then next thing you know we exchange contact and we just keep in touch yeah like you you just never know <laughs> with people you really don't and, and mm-hmm. that's cool and it's a small world too like they say pharmacy is a small world it really is because you don't know who knows it people will help you connect the dots if they care about you. Yeah, and touching on what you said earlier, um, you know, starting out just worrying about your grades and how you've had all this growth, just for the audience, I can just say that I can confirm that what Sean is saying because <laughs> <laughs> he was my um, my team's mentor and then he was like literally the first face I ever met at this campus. And then oh, he yeah, ended up, yeah, so he was like right. my team's, you know, my student ambassador. Sorry, yeah, that's a perfect term for it. Um, and then... I ended up being like his little in our Kappa Epsilon fraternity on campus. Mm-hmm. So Sean's been like pretty instrumental in like my first year. So just a little, a little shout out. Yeah, some flowers for Sean. <laughs> oh, so nice. yeah, so I can definitely see like you've been one of those people in our class that like we reach out to you because you're, you've led so many things. So mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Thank you. I know you guys brought these onions on stage. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, is that it for the questions? Um, so I guess I can go ahead and ask for future students. Is there any advice you would give to the future class of 2024 as they approach their start of a new year for them? I kind of have a couple things about that. Um, for me, like meet as many people as you can and just create the bond between the upper classes, um, which I think our class has done a pretty good job of doing is trying to get to know the second year students and the third year students 
and just not being afraid to ask for advice or help because they know what we've been through. And it was pretty recent, you know, within the span of one or two years or even a few months. Um, so like we're all there for you and we've all we've touched upon the idea that we're all family here. So just for the incoming class of first year students, I think just already starting out and just being like, OK, these people are nice and they're not going to say no or reject me or, you know, it's just like we're all here to help you. And then um, in terms of organizations and internships, just like what Joven was saying earlier, just um, don't be discouraged if you don't get a position, you know, just like apply for everything and try every opportunity that comes in your way. So Rachel pretty much hit all the points um, going off <laughs> what she said. Uh, just don't be shy. Leave your comfort zone. Do things that you normally wouldn't do, like applying for leadership positions. Um, always be willing to meet new people and talk to new people because at the end of the day, like, you're all colleagues. You're all here to help each other. You're not here to tear each other down. You want to help each other out and grow. As a, prof- as a healthcare professional, because we're all here for the betterment of uh, a pharmacy, of your mm-hmm. own professionalism, yeah. your own career. So. Yeah, and and thank you guys for being willing to do this because this was uh, definitely out of your comfort zones. I'm sure you <laughs> probably never had anybody just willingly want to interview, not for a job or anything, but just for a podcast. So this is definitely something where you guys stepped out of your comfort zone, and and it's it's a bit nerve wracking. I feel doing something that you've never done before. It's like wait. Mm-hmm. We're, you guys are going to ask us questions and it's like yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to sit down record you and just talk to you and it's just like wait what why so it's like i appreciate y'all for being willing to do this and setting an example for your fellow classmates all right well thank you guys for joining us on this podcast and i wish you guys the best of luck in your pharmacy careers thank you very yeah, much thanks for your time guys thank you thank you for listening to another episode of capsule production podcast if you enjoyed our episode today please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes until next time